Thank you for tuning in to the Minority Support Podcast. This is Patrick Perez Dominguez. And this is Sean Brown. All right, it's June 7th, 2018. So episode six, Minority Report Podcast. Episode six, yes, the All big right. six. All right, so we're gonna go straight into the news. So Donald Trump apparently is going in to speak with North Korean President Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. Um, oh, is it? I don't. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Oh <laughs> man, it's yeah. All right. But when, he runs the country. <laughs> yeah, he runs North Korea. So apparently they're meeting up in Singapore, and I guess uh, there's some funny antics going on. Donald Trump says he doesn't really need much to prepare um, prepare to see a dictator. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And apparently Russia's co- coming through there. Oh, yeah, are they? So yeah. Russia's going to be part of this meeting, or are they just coming through? I think I don't know if they're maybe helping to prepare for the meeting. I don't know, but I'm sure they have interest in it. I mean, Russia is a long-term ally with North Korea. Um, oh, this is true, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, North Korea, China, they're both kind of allies to North Korea. Hmm, if I was Donald Trump, I'd be kind of afraid to... Uh I would want to meet somewhere on a neutral ground. I don't know if I want to go hanging out in Singapore with the Russians and the Koreans. What are you talking about? They talk like every day. Hey, they're buddies. Hey, I don't know, but once you get over to their house, if you got to play in their backyard, things are different. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Well, um, so, I mean, every time Donald Trump talks about Vladimir Putin, he's like, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, Love him. Yep. You know what I mean? It sounds like they've and gone says, and played no golf. Solution. There's no collusion. Yeah, yeah so like they talk every night. Like yeah. like you would talk to your mom maybe every yeah, night. Yeah, I know they're Facebooking each other. They're probably FaceTiming each other. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they've gone on double dates with their wives yeah. and all that. Oh, you know, yeah. just hanging oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, does... Wait, is Vladimir Putin married? I don't know. You never see him with a woman, do you? No, I don't. I mean, you know... He's got to be married. Isn't that like the prerequisite to be... You can't like be a single president. You'd be screwing all the countries. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I thought wasn't there a president that was single at one point in time in the U.S. Not in America. No, no. not Maybe in America. His wife died uh, way back in the fifties or sixties. Uh, wasn't there like some? He was, was already it? president. Was he a Kennedy where like he divorced his wife or he almost dead or he cheated? He, you talking about John F. Kennedy? Oh yeah. yeah was that was that yeah. him? I think uh, that has a lot to do with Marilyn Monroe being murdered, so that Ooh. he would not leave his wife. I do remember some scandal about that back in the day. Oh okay okay. Well, uh, well, I mean, now we got a scandal with Donald J. Trump. With... We got scandals with Donald J. Trump every day. Okay, <laughs> so what's uh, what we got new on on Trump shenanigans? Well, Trump shenanigans. Well, one of my things he's done that has highly upset me is that he made a comment uh, saying that uh, he that they um, I don't know if he's meaning white people or the government uh, uh, they tamed the country. So and they're not going to apologize for it. Which means that there, in the future, you know, blacks always felt like we deserved reparations, you know, for what the country has done to us after we helped build this country. And it's basically looking like there's no chance of that ever happening in a lifetime, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's also an insult because he didn't tame anything and nor did his people. They took, they stole. So taming the country, I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of interesting um, how that could be misconstrued, you mm-hmm. know, saying that he's here to tame the country. Maybe maybe he means, he, you know, they took this country where it was and made it prosper, prosper or whatever, it's or prosperous. Not prosperous. It's, the country is not prosperous. It's just because Donald Trump says it is doesn't mean it actually is. The problem with America is that no one fact, che- fact checks the numbers. 
Everybody just takes his word for it. The economy is not the best economy we had in the world. Our debt is still the same, that national deficit. I mean, there's nothing, nothing has really changed much. So uh, for him to just say that it changes and for the American public to believe that crap, <laughs> I mean, uh, you have to be kind of ignorant. Sometimes you have to go in and you got to run the numbers yourself instead of, you know, taking somebody else's word for it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, of course, I'll try to be devil's advocate, but I, I couldn't survive. <laughs> okay, well, uh, what else is going on in the news? Uh, I don't know what you got. I mean, I guess the other thing is, is uh, so uh, David Hogg, he's one of the Parkland survivors of the school shooting that happened, uh, what was it? It was this year, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, Nick, so um, I don't think we ever commented this last podcast. A lot of things have happened between them, but yes. was, uh, we've had quite a few school shootings since um, the new year started. It feels like every week there's a school shooting. Yeah, every week. And then there's a, a new scenario and people talking about arming the teachers and mm-hmm. the principals. And it's, it's getting a little out of hand. I mean, as a gun owner, do you believe in arming teachers? I do not believe in arming teachers because, first of all, everyone does not know their way around a weapon. And everyone is not... Um, comfortable using the weapon and I'll tell you a story uh, I took my wife down to the farm one time and I was showing her how to shoot and she like flagged me twice by accident almost shot me <laughs> so everybody's not comfortable using a weapon everybody can't use a weapon not just that would you want to be a black teacher in a school with a weapon who shot an armed a, a shooter in a school when the police come do you really want to be a black teacher with a gun in your hand when the police come after shooting an active shooter? You could be a hero and be killed by police, <laughs> you know? Okay, so you'd be like, what, a post-hero or? Yeah, you'd be a post-hero after you die. Yeah, and the hashtag? <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely would avoid being a hashtag. Yeah. Yeah, I think that arming teachers is not the way at all. Honestly, I so I went to a school where literally it was treated like a prison. We had a security team. We had like 15, 20 individuals that all they did was were there to stop people from hurting each other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we still have fights. We had two, um, we had two huge brawls. You know, I don't know what you call that, like a stampede or something like that, or what, what would you call that? I would call that a group fight. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Anyways, we had quite a few riots. We had two yeah, riots. Yeah, there you go, riots. Yeah, so we had, so I, um, for everybody who don't know, I'm from Jersey, Lang uh, City. And I went to the second most dangerous school in New Jersey at the time, which was Lang City High School. And um, unfortunately, uh, the way the school was ran, it was more like a prison. I mean, we had metal detectors at the beginning, right at the entrance. Mm-hmm. We had to wear see-through backpacks. So uh, backpacks. So to kind of hear Damn, see-through backpacks. Yeah, Where and those things broke. Oh, you bought it in the school store, and then oh, what happened yeah, was they. Uh, yeah, we paid for it, but if it broke, you can get a new one. Mm-hmm. So for free. Yeah, for free okay, because okay. I was not gonna keep buying one right. every three months. So unfortunately, like those clear TVs they gotta have in prison, huh? Yeah. So pretty much, I went to a school like that. Um, I didn't really get in too much trouble. I had maybe one or two fights. It's not like I was looking for trouble, but that's how that school was ran. And I think one time a guy brought a clip. He brought a clip to school, and they caught him. And and like the security guard just pretty much like speared him onto the floor. And they got the clip, and they, you know, they pretty much arrested them. Mm-hmm. But like, I had, we had a team of about fifteen to twenty security guards, and that's all their job was was to watch students and make sure no one got seriously hurt. Now that doesn't mean that it stopped anybody because you also, I mean, you had fights, so obviously people got knocked out. I saw a guy get thrown off the second floor. 
I mean, it's uh, so. Oh yeah, you can hurt people without weapons. Yeah, so it's unfortunate, but what I'm trying to say is, is that I've lived in a school where they're talking about, you know, bringing um, metal detectors, and apparently, you know, recently I've talked to a therapist, and they said I might have PTSD. So, yeah, it's very possible. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, exactly. So, um, I don't think uh, I don't know if that's the answer because I feel like if we treat children like um, you know, like criminals, then how are they going to act, you know, once they get out, once they graduate, you know, so I think that I'm hoping that they find some solution other than arming teachers and then putting metal detectors in schools and all that. I think there could be a better way. Maybe we just need more mental um, health evaluations. Maybe we need some money, more money in that so we can avoid people, like, I think it's mainly men that are doing the, all these shootings, right? I don't think I've ever heard of there a woman doing it. There was one in New York where I believe a girl had brought a gun in a backpack and the backpack fell off the chair and the gun went off and shot someone. But she didn't, I don't think she knew the gun was in the backpack or it wasn't done intentionally or something like that. However it went down, but that was the one uh, female incident that I remember reading, um, on the uh, news, on the computer. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But I, I just, I just, arming the teachers is not the right way to go. A teacher becomes a teacher because they want to educate people. They don't want to shoot people, you know. I don't think a lot of teachers have the nerve to carry a weapon, you know. I mean, maybe a gym teacher, I don't know. Or a principal, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is, but the answer is definitely not arming uh, the teachers because arming the teachers is just putting another gun in the school. What happens to a negligent teacher where a student gets into a, a squabble with them and, and takes his gun and shoots the teacher with their with their gun? I mean, I've seen so many Facebook uh, videos of kids disrespecting teachers, and I, I for one, would not take it. I couldn't be a teacher because I beat some little boy's ass and sent him home to his mother. <laughs> so, and then he'd be coming back trying to shoot school up the next day. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but I've seen these kids disrespect these teachers. You put a gun in their hand, these kids are going to disrespect these teachers and take their guns from them. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can see that happening. So, I say no to that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other thing is bringing parents to join their kids in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine, uh, imagine being that kid where your mom's in class mm -hmm. and, like, you better not mess up anything. You better answer those questions. Yeah. Like, Well, let's, if we want to be real, you know, a lot of this, these school shootings aren't happening by black children. Okay, if you really want to be real with it, these, these are being handled by white children who still... Uh, weapons from their parents and I'm telling you little Timmy will disrespect his mother outside of school so bringing her to school is not going to help little Timmy behave you yeah. know I, I've been in, I, I remember I was at the bank one time and I seen this kid had to be like 15 16 years old yelling at his mother in the middle of the bank asking for money like I'm standing behind this kid and I'm watching his mother just take this and observe this like no I mean he's like you bitch I need money give me money I'm like yeah cool like I didn't want to interfere or step in but like had that been a black child I probably would have stepped in and snatched him up like you don't ever speak to your mother that way mm -hmm. but I don't know what little Timmy's capable of so I'm not finna mess with little Timmy you know what I mean you know I think another thing though too is that I feel like there's a lot of misogyny going on too with like you know for these these children or teenagers or whatever like I think the last one this guy got um I forgot I forgot this guy's name 
But he apparently was trying to talk to a, a young lady. The young lady dissed him or whatever, and he got mad. Mm-hmm. And the next day, he shoots up the school. And so then we have to look at, okay, how do we teach these young men, particularly because that's where the problem is coming from, mm-hmm. of how to deal with rejection? rejection yeah. Because I think that that's kind of a... You know, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I've talked to a young lady. I've been rejected. And, I mean, she wasn't very nice about it. I just walked away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then you all, but now you got these younger people, younger kids, some young adults where they can't take rejection. And so then their next thing is, is I'm going to uh, defend my honor by shooting this young lady in the face. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that story before. And I don't know if mental, some mental illness was involved in that, but I always feel and I always say that it starts in the home. You know, it starts in the home with how you raise your children. My mother raised three boys by herself, and and will, she did not take no disrespect from any of us. We all grew up to be, you know, gentlemen. We all grew up to have nice jobs. We didn't get in trouble. Well, I got in a lot of trouble in my teens, but that's a whole other story. But still, my children grew up with respect as well. You know, my children know how to act. They know not to act stupid in public. And, and I have taken my kids and spanked them when they acted a fool in public. But you ask my oldest daughter, Cassie, one time we was in a, um, oh, what was the name of that place? A Perkins. <laughs> and she didn't want to leave because she wanted to play on the claw machine. And she screamed and ran into another couple's arms to stop me from taking her. I snatched her up so fast and took her outside and got her to the car and spanked her ass. <laughs> but needless to say, we ain't never had those kind of problems anymore. Mm-hmm. But my children are respectful. They even know better because they were raised right, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, it is hard, too, when, um, you know, so many excuses comes up where, well, I live, I grew up in a single-parent home. Um, I grew up in a single-parent home, and, uh, I mean, I, ca- I came out okay. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Um I probably could have used a father figure, uh, you know, consistent father figure in my life because I do have stepfathers, you know, that looked after me when I was in high school and everything like that. But it's, uh, I think it's really important to have a consistent, you know, um, both a mother figure and a father figure. You know, it doesn't have to be a biological uh, mother or father, obviously. It just has to be something consistent. So, um, but... Like I said, that's not considered, I mean, like, if someone beats up my son and he tell me that they're from a single-parent home, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, um, I'm just going to be mad at the, at the parent no matter what. Like, right. what are you not doing that's, you know, allowing your son to act out like that where they're putting their hands on another child, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or worse things like that. So anyways, uh, so, so let me just on. throw this out. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Okay. I've been hearing a lot of stuff on, and I know it's Facebook, but social media, that type of stuff that are saying that these school shootings are fake and that they're orchestrated. What do you think about that? That's bullshit. <laughs> um, okay, well, well... So some pictures surfaced of a girl who could have been in, possibly caught on camera as a student at two or three of these school shootings. So are you thinking like maybe it's just somebody that looks like this girl or is it, you know, um, I don't know. I'm just hearing this recently, so I don't know what the Okay, so this is some 9-11 bullshit where like, (laughs) where they say that the Twin Towers never really fell. Okay, so... First of all, we have video, video evidence of people dead. Like, apparently, a, a student, unfortunately, 
filmed their yeah, classmates class. pretty much laid out yeah. and they were dead. They were, you know, that's real. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can't fake a body. Um, well, I, get, I don't know. You can't can fake a body. Okay, you can't fake a body, but they couldn't fake those bodies. Right. So I think. Um, yeah, everybody looked way too traumatized in the video. I mean, it looked realer than a movie. So exactly. I don't think it was uh, fake. Um, so yeah, I think that that's completely false. I feel that people are just trying to throw in conspiracies to pretty much um, soften the blow of what's mm-hmm. really going on. You got these um, unfortunate. Uh, male children that have access to guns and they are out of control and they're using these guns to, I don't know, like uh, kill their girlfriend, kill their friends, kill the people that bullied them, pretty much shoot up the school. And the main thing is is that we need to put a stop to that. But people Mm -hmm. don't want to put, people don't want to say the real issue, which is that somehow these kids are getting these guns. And what was the, was it AR-15 that the the cruise guy was it used? It was an AR-15? So I know that you are a av- you know your advocate of you know gun ownership. Oh yeah. But let me ask you this: Why would you need an AR-15 to shoot large animals <laughs> repeatedly? <laughs> no, no. It's you know for me I would have I wouldn't have an AR-15. I'll have like the M4, which is um, uh, the uh, civilian version of uh, uh, M16, which is what I was used to shooting in the military. The only reason I would want one of those is just for nostalgic reasons, just because I spent every six months qualifying for every one of the six years I was in the military. I kind of actually miss shooting with that weapon. I miss breaking it down. I miss cleaning it, you know, stuff like that. So I would love to have one of those just to simply go to the range. Now, I guess if it starts like that, then you probably want to say, hey, I want to try a different machine gun. I wonder if I could be just as accurate with this machine gun as I can with that machine gun. I mean, if you're using it, you shouldn't be using it for anything other than going to the range. You know, so that would be a reason I would want one. I don't actually have one. I had the chance to buy one, but I... And I mean, it was a bit of a nice one, too. It came in its own little case and everything. It was pretty cool. It had a scope and everything. So, but... I wasn't able to get that, but I do have, you know, various handguns that I like to go to the range with and shoot with from time to time. But my weapons are very secure. Um, My children can't get to my weapons, you know, like nobody can get to my weapons, you know, so. Wait, Andrea doesn't have access to a handgun? No, that's a negative. Andrea does not have access to a handgun. No. Okay. Wow, so she can shoot me? No, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm thinking. You know what I mean. You know, if you're not home, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't. Would I would one not. Of these people that's not comfortable using. A I would though. not have a weapon in my house either, cause I, yeah, I love my wife. I just don't want her to hurt herself, really. Exactly. So exactly. yeah, I even thought about like having like a ton of sword like hung up in my bedroom, because mm-hmm. even though it's not gonna do nothing with a gun, but it's mm-hmm. a weapon. And then you know, my wife made an odd joke of cutting it off, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Lorena, like, she went into Lorena bothered you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't have that. Yeah. I got a few swords and stuff, but they're more like uh, for decoration. I'm pretty sure that they break if you try to actually use it on somebody. But I do have I have various up. weapons around the house, man, ranging from BB guns to poles with little daggers inside of it that actually can do some damage. I got a few katana swords. Those are definitely just for. Uh, decoration, but I got this brass knuckle knife, which kind of looks like predator thing. It's got knives coming out of both ends. Got the knuckles on the middle. I believe that thing could do some 
some do some damage. damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I think we've talked quite a bit about that. So yeah. that was a kind of a side uh, conversation. So mm-hmm. you're welcome, audience. All right. So let's just get to the main meat and potatoes of this episode. So we need to talk about. And listen, we this is a political show, but sometimes political show politicalness comes in the form of music. Yeah. Uh, rap music to be specific so um, if people don't know there is an artist named Pusha T who's been in the game for a while he's about, he's about 41 years old he was actually half of the group called Clips and if you grew up in the 90s 2000s whatever you probably were in the lunchroom pretty much be, you know beating your fist to the song so well him and his twin brother right he has a twin brother yes, right that yes. was his twin okay so anyways so um push t put out a new album called daytona seven track album it's a pretty short album but it's like every song is pretty good one of the songs called infrared mm-hmm. and it talks briefly about the uh, amazing uh artist slash singer uh drake and pretty much mentioning that he has a ghostwriter named Quentin. That and apparently he says that the lyrics sound like Nas but came from Quentin. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I guess he went at him hard like that. So then he didn't even go. He just touched on. He just touched briefly. Bit. He just touched briefly. And, and mind you, now so far, man, Drake has been undefeated when it comes to the beef game. Now. Um, the one thing that I never, I'm not a huge Drake fan. He's got a few songs that I like. I just don't like his style. I'm more of a push a T fan, somebody who come hard, who bring that heat when they, when they, you know, talk. Drake got like God's plan. Hey, yo, man, I, I, I got mad love. Uh, uh, looking for revenge, all summer 16, bruh, man, I got, that was hot. I love that song. <laughs> so, but I never was really a huge uh, Drake fan because it's just like not my style. But Drake has been basically undefeated. And the beef game, like when Meek Mill went at a man, like they had to pull a little Meek Mill to the side. And I'm a Meek Mill fan before I'm a Drake fan. Like I love how Meek rap his flow is. He he got a tight flow, but uh, they had to pull Meek back. It was like, hey yo, you too young in the game to be messing with this cat. Leave him alone. Sit back, you know. And uh, that's what he did. But uh, when he tried to when Drake tried to come back on Pusha T. Man, he made he made a mistake. He messing with a veteran, you know. Pusha T ain't no punk, and he from Detroit. I mean, come on, man. This little Canada cat, you know, he making his money. He doing his thing, making those songs and everything. But Pusha T is in a whole different league than Drake is. So uh, it was it's it's kind of refreshing to see somebody put you know Drake in his place because everybody is all everybody in the world act like they're a Drake fan. So it's kind of um, man. Man, man, man. So go ahead. So what did Drake respond with? Okay, so I didn't listen to the whole thing because to be honest <laughs> with you, I because as soon as he put it out, then Pusha T was ready, puts out his song. Mm-hmm. So Drake said something about his fiance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know if he was like, you know, maybe he messed around with his fiance, maybe he met his fiance before they were fiancés. I don't know what the case is. However, him mentioning his fiance, I think mostly actually that this was about Kanye. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he mentioned his fiance because I don't think he had much on Pusha T because I mean Pusha T is a private individual. I don't right. think I mean like honestly, uh, you know he puts out music and sometimes I don't always hear like his new album, but he well, still I think puts Pusha out. Pusha T don't get the credit that he deserved just because he from back in the day. So I don't think Pusha T ever gets the credit that he deserves mm-hmm. uh, on his flows. I always listened to Pusha T from way back. I had I had an iPod with all of Pusha T's albums on it before somebody stole it from me. But um, 
always does push a T, but I don't think he gets, you know, the respect that he's supposed to be getting. But uh, I think he got it now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he sure did. So going on with the story of Adidon. So apparently, so first of all, let's talk about the picture. Okay, so the picture of this on the album has Drake, a young Drake in blackface. Yeah, yeah. In blackface. Oh, oh, oh. So, smiling like a coon. Yeah, <laughs> smiling. He like, you know what I mean? It's just the most. With, with, with uh, what is it? With some sparkle hands. Some sparkle some, hands some and all that. Shaky hands. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought that that was the craziest picture I've ever seen in my life because very, very cruel. And I'm and you know like to this day people do blackface. I mean uh, the Dutch do it do, doing Saint Pete or whatever. Um, um, there's a there's a character called Black Pete that that helps Santa Claus bring presents and stuff, and you, so you see a lot of Dutch people in a parade dressed up in blackface, like they put what, black. What? They, what? Yeah. You say Black Pete? Yeah, Santa Black Pete. Yeah, something like that. Well, oh, Jesus, I don't know, but anyways, yeah, it's real. Um, and um, some of the, because uh, you know, I mean, now you know, black people are everywhere, so you know, you got some black people in, in the black Netherlands. Been everywhere. Yeah, that's true. They've been everywhere, especially with the. Uh, remember that they uncovered the the old mummy where yeah. like you found out the skin like he's black but with blue eyes. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah that was kind of that was funny. That was actually a very big eye opener there. So yes, it was. so um so going back to the, to the main topic, anyways. So you got black. So you got Drakey blackface. Um, on Pusha T's you know uh, diss track to him called the Story of Adidon, and in the story he's talking about. How he seems confused. He has a child with a porn star, yeah. um, and he's hiding. This and he's child. hiding this child. Like I don't know about y'all, but I did not know Drake had a child. Let that boy come home. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Not just that. Referring to his track on the God's Plan when he said he only loves his bed and his mama, and he's sorry. Who is he saying sorry to? Is he saying sorry to his baby mama? Is he saying sorry to his son? Like. Like, Maybe saying sorry to uh, what's her name, Sophie Suxus, Susix. Uh, yeah, Susix. He could be. He could. He's saying sorry to somebody. I mean, it could be her, because I mean. So anyway, so I think the interesting <laughs> part is is that so I knew about him having possibly a child because they they actually talked about this briefly on the news, mm-hmm. but it literally was a brief moment on the news, and then after that, no one ever heard about this ever again. Mm-hmm. But then Pusha T, obviously, he just Pusha did a Google. He just well. did a Google. I bet you he just did a Google shirt that said Drake controversies, and then and it that's, and then that came right up. up. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, first of all, I don't see the big deal about the profession of the young lady that he's had a child with. I don't no, get it. No, no, that's, that's, you mean, that is what it is. You can have a baby by a stripper if you want to, but, I mean, to, he's got to be paying some type of support, right? I mean, well, I guess the story is, is that he has, he doesn't know if it's his, she's saying it's his, and I guess he's, you know, he says he's had relations with this young lady. So that's no doubt. So why won't he get a paternity test and find out? I mean, I guess he's because you know when it come when you start doing stuff through the court, a lot of stuff is public record. Mm-hmm. Like anybody can look up anybody can look up Aubrey. Well, I think his name is his name Aubrey Graham. I don't Something, know. I don't know. Yeah, no. So you look up Aubrey and then you can find out that paternity test is real or not. But another thing about this diss track is that he talks about how his dad left him as a baby. Yeah. And that his yeah. mom was never married. Yes, that's <laughs> like, that's that's bad right there. So he he goes and, out and of mind. That's not bad because I mean my mom 
wasn't, she was a single mother, so I really didn't, my dad was never there for me, you know what I mean? So, I don't understand, I think using that as firepower in conjunction with everything else, like basically saying that he's repeating the cycle, mm-hmm. that's where I think Pusha T was coming from. Deadbeat dad, Drake? That, yeah. Okay, man. they did deadbeat dad. Okay. with that, man. Pusha T, boy. Yeah, that was and crazy. so far, he has been the only one to shut Drake up. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. Here's a, here's here's another thing. So Jay Prince, who I who's like an OG in the game. He's he's a he's like the CEO of a Rap a Lot Records, mm-hmm. right? So Jay Prince goes on. He's like, you know, Drake actually had a song for Pusha T, but I told him not to put release it because it was going to ruin some families. Lies, so then people lies. call it light skinned. <laughs> And see, I don't even know why they haven't thrown a light skinned in there, man. Because cause Drake is a whole lot lighter than us. So I, I consider myself I'm a brother. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to put them flows out there for you. It's going to be real talk. I mean, like, right. if, I, if you listen to any one of my old songs, yes, I used to be a rapper till I turned 44. So I, I left it alone, pursued bigger careers. But, <laughs> but if you listen to my tone and the way I flow, you will put me more in a push a T category than a Drake category. Well, would you sing? Hell no. Well, yeah, I'm guilty of one okay. or two songs, but it was about sing. It was singing about like illegal activities. It wasn't like okay. I was. <laughs> well, see, that's another thing too. The big difference between Pusha T and Drake is that Pusha T is a you know kind of a trap house gangster rapper, whereas you got Drake, where he talks about just taking drugs. You know, I like think, uh, he doesn't have like he doesn't have street. Credibility. Right, right. He he's from he's from Canada. He's not from the rough part of Canada. Right. You know he. He had a picture of him by as a baby at his home, and they had a big old swimming pool in their backyard. Okay, Pusha T grew up in Detroit. You know what's been happening? Yo, it's hard. Years, yeah. Well, I mean, it's still. Uh, what was it? What was it like? Uh, I think they lost all their money because of that mayor, right? That mayor There's took all mayor, that money. It was like Motown. Like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of reasons Detroit is, is like it is, man. Detroit all the factories are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They took all the factories. Yeah. So, so I mean. You, you, you talking to a brother who's been in the struggle for, for real all right. his life. Like, like, I feel like, you know, me and him, Kendrick Spears, like, I grew up in the projects in Chicago, Illinois. I'm straight tell you, all Gale Gardens, it ain't no punk growing up there, okay? No, you gotta be hard. So you learn yeah. street knowledge. I'm telling you, push your teeth, know that street knowledge and got that street cred. Mm-hmm. Like, Drake ain't got that street knowledge. He ain't got that street cred. He hanging around people who got that, you know? Yeah. All right, so then let's go on to the colorism aspect of it. So, push your teeth. Black male, you got Drake, who's also considered a black male, but apparently he's a biracial male because you know his his mo- his mother's white and yes. his father's black, yeah. and then he's also from Canada, so it's not like you know what I mean. He's from Canada, so there's also that aspect of it. But I guess the colorism debate de- deal here is that okay, so you know we're not as dark as Pusha T, right? But we're we're considered black men, yeah. you know. Or, you but we're know, not as light as Drake. Neither we're not as light as Drake, but we also don't have the money like Drake has well, either. Of course, so of I feel course. like money also plays with it. But you know, with this whole, so when I'm talking about this colorism thing, I'm talking mainly about the blackface. So folks are kind of confused because now Drake, you know, is on his album cover with his blackface. We find out that this is supposed to be a project in 2007. 
And I want to know about that project, man. Yeah, I want to know, too. Well, you know, Drake came a long way. Drake was an actor as well, you know. He used to be Degrassi. In, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. He used to be in a wheelchair and Degrassi and all of that stuff. So so Drake is used to being an entertainer. So this picture probably came up from, I don't know, because he looked pretty young in the picture, if you look at the uh, Yeah, he does picture. look so pretty young. Been something that was supposed to be for a TV show or commercial or uh, the coolest monkey in the jungle sweatshirt. I don't know what the hell. I heard there was some Jim Crow line or something. Like, had something with Jim Crow yeah, in it. Yeah. Now, you know, this is Canada, so I know that Canada didn't really have slavery from what I remember. Like, they said they were, like, I one of the first... Research that. Yeah, I, I haven't researched it either, but I do know that there's been stories of Canadians that have been, like, that helped on the Underground Railroad a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So, at first, folks were just escaping to Canada because the North was in on the slavery thing and all that. So, then folks just kind of went to Canada, and then there you go. I mean, mm-hmm. so... Well, uh, old Canada. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that in Canada, you know, people having this, you know... They haven't suffered from, uh, you know, I guess... No, I've seen racism in Canada. I've yeah. seen a woman go off on two immigrants that were born in Canada. Mm-hmm. Where that wouldn't make them immigrants, they would. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, two different race people. I've seen a, a Canada woman go off on them, telling them to get out of her country and all of that Right. bullshit. But, yeah. Uh, so it does exist there. It does definitely exist there. But do you think like, it exists more, like, here than over there? I don't know, because... You know, we don't know a lot about Canada and what's going on over there. I actually got to do some research on that and find out. Um, and uh, I've been watching, I've been checking out this guy, uh, Dane Calloway. He's, uh, he got a website that's called I'm Just Here to Make You Think.com. Y'all check it out. It's got some uh, interesting material on there. But he talks about a lot of the transatlantic slave trade and how we got here and how, you know, he, there's some, he's debunking some of the mysteries that we know of as our history that's being taken away from us literally in front of our face. But he hasn't mentioned anything about Canada. So what I'm gonna do is look up his website and see if there's anything, you know, about Canada. So mm-hmm. yeah. But and I don't knock Drake just because he's from Canada. Uh, there was that other cat who battled LL Cool J back in the day. Uh, who was from can- Cannabis. His name was Cannabis. He was from Canada, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried to rap Battle LL, and uh, he got smoked, but... <laughs> oh, know, yeah. Smoked, he can't. But, but, um, so I don't have a problem with Drake being from uh, where he's from. I mean, I don't either, but I feel like... I feel the colorism, I... needs, to be, needs, to, the colorism needs to stop. I do believe that, you know, because I still get it from... Uh, you know, some of the some of the brothers I hang with, some of the darker skinned brothers, they always come back. They come back as always with your light skinned ass or here come this light skinned cat. And they just joking. You know, beige it's rage. more of a term in a, yeah, beige rage. It's more of a term of endearment, but it's funny that it still has to be put out there like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm the blackest person I know. You know what I'm saying? Right, but when it comes to Drake, what I feel is the problem with that picture is the fact that you know, what if, and because, you know, because I've, because me being also a person of, I guess, complicated identity, if you want to call it that, I mean, I'm Afro Latino, my father's from Puerto Rico, my mother's from DR, my mother's black, mm-hmm. I'm black, you know what I mean? My, bro- my father, I guess, is a fair, complected uh, Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. so I mean, um, um, I would say white skinned, honestly. Oh, really? that, yeah, that, like, that you know, so the thing is, is that. What if in 2007, Drake did this blackface thing and didn't actually know what he was really doing? Like, what if he actually had, he was still trying to discover 
that part of himself that he didn't really know because we don't know his history with his father. We don't know if maybe he really did. His father did leave him for a long time, and then he came back in his life maybe fairly maybe fairly recently or 10 years ago. We don't know. Right, you know what right. I mean? But what I do know is that, for instance, I grew up without my biological father around me. So, like, learning about Puerto Rican culture, I literally had to read it out of books. I had to right, read it out of right, books. Right. And even though Dominican culture is kind of close, it ain't the same. No, you know no. what I mean. So I think that. And I think I think we we all have to do that. I mean, I mm-hmm. lived in Chicago around black people in black neighborhoods, went to all black schools, and still learned nothing about my history outside of Martin Luther King, you know, or Harriet Tubman, or mm-hmm. you know, or Malcolm X. I didn't I didn't learn any. You have to self educate yourself. You have to go back and learn your own history and learn, you know, where you come from. So right. Drake may have not had a So maybe he didn't pick up a folk, but maybe he didn't pick up the book because if okay. he did, then then he would have known that that first of all, it, there, is, there is a history of black people wearing black face. Okay, there, there were you know there there are like that were that were already black, but then they wore a black face mm-hmm. to appease to an audience, which a lot of times unfortunately was an audience that didn't want to see black people. So mm-hmm. then you got these black people that are just in black face, so they're thinking that these people are white people in black mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And exactly. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that. Had he read the history, yeah, Mickey Mouse was based off blackface. That's why he has the white gloves. And stuff oh like God, that. that's Walt crazy. Disney was a racist mother, no, 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 something. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what so, they say. You know, you can't this. curse on this podcast, right? This I is know, like I didn't just want to be like motherfucker. I can't stand it. You know, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, keep it, keep it, you know, cool for everybody. Keep it cool. Keep it yeah. a little PG. Okay. So, okay. Um, so let me throw this at you. Okay. Remember the the boy that posed in the coolest monkey in the jungle uh, shirt from what is that H and M? Yeah, yeah, H and M. Okay. Yeah, and I you remember know that. his mother consented to that, even though she knew what was what, what they were gonna be, you know, what he was gonna be shooting for. So basically, she was like, "Fuck that, we getting paid. What? I ain't got no problem with it. Why do y'all have a problem?" I mean, if you, I mean, it worked. I mean, he got he's getting jobs from all these other modeling agencies because yes, they feel that that H and M put put him in that shirt on purpose without. You know what I mean? Mm. Even though the parents said we we let, we knew this, right, we right. let him do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I can see that. I can see the reason why because there aren't too many uh, young black model children in like H and M. I mean, mm. I don't think I've. I mean, that's the first one I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe and this was a marketing for it. I mean, she consented to it. She allowed. Well, it was H and M's fault. Why would you make so? It's H and M's fault because. You, they should have known this. They, sh- they like, you know, we, oh, yeah, this, they you know, they could have, they could have, they could have put this on, you know, a a, a Caucasian child. They could have put this on, you know, they could have put that, you know, just put put the they one, one put the one monkey shirt. Okay, but but that's it. Like, leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> what did the white kids shirt say? They did do a white voice. I think I think there was I think I don't know if it was the exact shirt, but it, it was. wasn't the coolest monkey in the jungle. It was like the something something else. I can't remember what the white kid's shirt sweatshirt said, but they did do the black kid coolest monkey in the jungle, and then they did a white kid coolest monkey. gorilla. No, it wasn't something the lion degrading as uh, the monkey in the jungle, you know. So, but they did try to do a black one, a black sweater and a white sweater. Yeah, but. Like I don't know. I don't. Know. I just kind of feel like where where was the one person of color that may have made that shirt or was like, hey, 
I don't think this is cool. Mm-hmm. Let's put this on the white child because there is a there is a you know unfortunate connotation with monkeys and unfortunately and black, people, yeah. black or brown people. So you know what I mean. Let's not do that. But so, unfortunately, I, you know I feel that the parents are responsible. But ultimately, it's H and M because they made the shirt, and then they were like, yeah, let's let's put the let's have the black kid. Put, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And even though we're going off track here, I just want to say, what if that kid grows up? And sees that in the past, like he didn't know no better, and and possibly be upset about that. Like you actually maybe do this, mom, you know. And that's what I'm wondering about the whole Drake thing. Like, like he had to have had a manager at that age. He looks really young in the picture. He looks like at least a teenager. Mm-hmm. So he had to have had a manager or had to have somebody in his life to tell him that, hey, yo, man, that shit ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why it never came out until now. Right. I mean, honestly, I think that Pusha T went, did some sleuthing, and he found and he found this picture, Pusha and T. and now and like here's the thing. So Drake actually went out because this affected him greatly. He goes out and he does a press release and says, "Hey, look, this is about a project where it was hard for black actors to get jobs, and this was, you know, something like that." So I think that um, ooh, that's the picture, huh? Is that the picture? What oh yeah, that that's the picture. It, Did I say mangrove so sorry, we're expert? we're looking at a picture from H and M. So apparently, um, yeah. So we're yeah. looking at the pictures of I guess so the black so child has it. the coolest monkey in the world, and yes, then the, the white black ch- child has the coolest monkey in the jungle. Okay, in the and jungle. And the white child has mangrove jungle, jungle survival expert with a tiger. With a tiger on it. Okay, so that's that doesn't equate anything. And it says. What did I say? I can't blow it up. It's a special? The official? Junior tour guide. Junior tour guide. Wow. So okay. you got a survival expert Thanks, and you got a monkey. <laughs> okay, so okay. Uh, we can't really, yeah, okay, we can't. Yeah, because that just sparked a whole bunch of different feelings for me, so we're not going to talk about that. We could uh, stick to the Drake thing and then uh, move on. And do we have another topic other than the... I mean, did you want to talk about something else? Because, you know, I was actually asking that earlier, but... I'm... I don't know, man. I mean, don't worry. We'll we'll figure something out. Um. So I think that. So so apparently, he he Drake explains blackface photo from Pusha T. Apparently, he knew what he was doing. He said he did it for educational purposes. Okay. Says uh, this is not from a clothing brand shoot or my music career. The pictures from 2007, a time in my life where I was an actor. And I was working on a project that was about young black actors struggling to get roles, being stereotyped and typecast. Okay, okay, so I can understand that. I can understand and get that. It just looks really bad. Well, I just feel that he should have completed that project. Yeah, he should have completed. He should have completed the project. Yeah. That way, we would have some connotation, something to the picture. Because when we see that picture, I'm just saying, oh my God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, now, you know, talking about blackface, you know, it still goes on. Um, actually, there's in Florida, I don't know if it's in Florida or if it's in Cuba or I think in Colombia and Peru. So there's actually shows where you got these people in blackface still. You know what I mean? So the black residents in Peru and Colombia, respectively, are, you know, they've been fighting against it, but, you know, people don't care. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, people don't care. I mean, hey, that's that's... That's crazy. I mean, uh, there's like one of the black, most notorious characters in blackface, at least in the Latino world, is called Mimic Gwen. Mm-hmm. All right. And so this guy, 
and I, you know, it's not a black person. This is actually just you know um, a light skinned Latino, fair skinned Latino, whatever you want to call him. Um, he is in blackface, and he is speaking like real ghetto in Spanish. Oh, yeah. You know, they, you know, and he's in blackface and then he's attacking women. And, you know, this is some kind of show called Meme Gwen. I'll, I'll look it up for you. You can yeah, look at it a little yeah, bit. It is very, yeah, it's very just graphic. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, so when I saw that, I was just very hurt mm-hmm. because, um, you know, when the Latino diaspora, even though there are different countries, different cultures, and all that stuff, we all speak common languages, speak English, Spanish, right, you know, right. and indigenous yeah. languages, and all that stuff. So then, when you see that, um, I feel like, it, you know, what I mean, because like in, in the Latino culture, it's still there's still racism, even in the words. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So when every I saw racism that, racism in every nationality, like everybody wants to feel like they're better than other people mm-hmm. in their race. You know, I mean, there's racism. I don't want to call it racism, but discrimination between rich white people and poor white people. Yep. I mean, that's where the term poor white trash came from and the term trailer trash came from. That came from their own people. Mm-hmm. They didn't, black people didn't make those words up about white people, you know? Yeah. And then you got the, you know, our our culture do the same thing. You know, there's supposed to be difference between a Negro and me and a brother and all this other stuff. We all do it to each other. Every race does it to each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I had something on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. You know, um, actually going on with what you just said about that. Um, did you actually know that back in, you know, the days when they were coming to the New World, did you know that they regarded the Irish as black? Yes. You yes. know, as, as black people, as, or black people of Europe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of Irish were discriminated against. Yes, they so, were. Um, I think that was actually interesting. I was actually reading up on that where uh, during, you know, slavery, there was slavery, cattle slavery, where African people were brought into it. But then there was indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. Where you literally worked seven years and then you were somewhat free. Yeah. So the thing is, is that they were putting these uh, these Irish people and African people together on these ships, and mm-hmm. so then you know obviously they got together. So then when they noticed that these Irish and these African people were getting together, and then they were kind of you know they were a small group, but they were like together. Right. They realized that they had to do something to sort of separate them. So then you got so you know you free a couple Irish people, those Irish people free their families, mm-hmm. and then what you do is that you give them a job. And then yep. you give them a job yeah. that pays a little bit more than the free African guy yep. next to you, you know, and then, you know, you feel somewhat, you know, superior. I well, guess. And, and there is a difference. And uh, again, throwing out what I learned from uh, Dane Calloway mm-hmm. um, from I'm Just Here to Make You Think dot com. He, there's a difference. There were there were free men and there were freed men. So I guess the difference is the freed men were freed after a life of uh, servitude for so many years, and then they were freed and considered freedmen. Freedmen, if I'm saying this correctly, I could be wrong, freedmen were sharecroppers, okay? They worked the land for a pay, you know, from their so-called masters or whatever, but they were still considered freemen, so... Mm-hmm. And I said if I'm explaining that correctly, I might have to go back and look it up, but it's a lot to it. Hmm, okay. So, yeah, any last words about Pusha T and Drake? <laughs> Pusha T, you my mans. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, somebody finally shut Drake down. And, um, uh, yeah, he's, Drake's going to want to forget about this uh, 
be for a minute. But hey, I love both guys. I love y'all doing what y'all doing. You know, hey, y'all making that money out there, getting paid. I totally understand you're doing better than I'm doing. So, you know, who am I to talk? But since I'm a free man, <laughs> I can put my opinion out there. Mm-hmm. So, push it to you, the man. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I want to say this, Drake. That's unfortunate that that picture had to go out. Um, I will say this, if that is your son, Adonis, if that is your son, you need to step up, be the father that you're supposed to be, and, um, you know, maybe at least try to talk to the girl, and, you know, if you still like her, maybe try to get to know her, you know what I mean, Um, and then Pusha T, I mean, I gotta say, like, Pusha really pushed the agenda. Yes, he did. Uh, so I got just one last thing to say. Okay. That, uh, it just reminded me of life. I don't know if you saw that movie with uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence uh, when they was trying to figure out who the baby is. I just Drake, think Drake needs to. That's just my step baby, boss. That's said, my baby. He said, "Ask the baby." <laughs> yeah, but everybody said that, right? <laughs> no, no, that's what uh, uh, Bernie Mac said. Ask the baby. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what he need to get up and say. I thought that was crazy how they literally grabbed the baby and then they just pretty much put it put next it to, to everybody's faces. faces. <laughs> I was like, how are you gonna figure out that's the baby? Yeah, like it's a baby. You gotta wait till he grows up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta wait a few years. But uh, uh but wait, was that like movie. so wait, what wait, wait. Was that one go back to the baby? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was that like the daughter daughter's baby of yes, the guy? that was the warden's daughter's baby by the prisoner uh Bo King. Did they really Bo, what's the name? Bo King I can't think of his name. He the one who played Can't Get Right. Can't get right. Yeah, he okay. hit the ball but he can't get right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, hilarious. Oh man, that's crazy. You know, I mean now like, you know, she would be charged with rape. Oh yeah. You know right. what I mean? So mm, okay. Yeah, she was she was sniffing around those boys. <laughs> Okay. Well, I guess this is going to end the sixth episode of Minorities Reports. Patrick, uh, Rick Rez. (laughs) This is Downtown Brown.